right, what's up? Welcome to Sportstopia Fantasy Fire and Ice NFL Edition. Fantasy exec Corey Parson, my man Cody Carpentier. Uh, really take our time today, go through some of these games this weekend, get you ready for the weekend. I actually told a, a wrinkle to Cody pre-show. I do want to talk about a couple of these college games this weekend as we push towards the month of November, and we'll start seeing some CFP rankings come out shortly. So we'll get you a little bit of that stuff too, and then obviously – you know, we'll run the optimizer and then we'll get up out of here. We'll have a good time. Cody, are you in a hotel room today? I'm in a hotel room. I'm on the fourth leg of my four leg trip. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas for the next three oh. days. So Austin is a little. I've never been to Austin, but I've always heard it's a great. I mean, I'm a Houston guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I haven't been in a while, though. None of this too. It's trendy to go down there now. But, you know, um, I like the Southwest, I, but I've never been to Austin. I heard it's a good place to. To hang out with the co-eds. Yeah, that's what they say. I've been here for about 24 hours. We came in late last night from Mexico, and then I caught a little uh, – one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life was nice. over at this Pine House Brewery. It's a deep dish style. And then this morning got a little Vera Cruz breakfast tacos. Pretty fantastic, so I can't complain so far. But so I'm going to go so see our, our good friend Alex Dunlap here in about – here in a couple hours. So. All right, so shout out to my man Alex Dunlap. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad everything is going on down there. Cody is on tour. I'm about to say you at the senior bowl already. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's coming around the corner. It's coming around the corner. Senior, senior bowl will be here before you know it. Or the crew will be out there at Birmingham. You know my boy Emory Hunt, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Emory is in that that lane. Uh, he does a good job there. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, last night got it started. Week eight, Bills and Buccaneers. Buccaneers covered the spread. I think like Buccaneers three and zero ATS on the road right now. Buccaneers covered the spread with an 8.4 quarters, fourth quarter. The Bills improved their record to five and three, four and one at home. Uh, Josh Allen, two touchdown passes, interception. He went over on his prop. Baker Mayfield, I think he just missed his prop or just went over. It was close. Really nothing much to see here. Kind of what you thought it was going to be. Buffalo does enough to win the game, and Tampa does enough to be like, okay, they can live the fight another day. I wasn't impressed at all. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I was kind of interested to see how these teams would both react. Obviously, Tampa coming off of a division loss against Atlanta and then a loss to Detroit. They've lost three in a row since the bye, so I was kind of interested to see if they would catch a little bit of fire here in this one, and they didn't, and they get Houston and Tennessee the next two weeks. So I think it's going to be kind of in the same lane. This is probably an 8-9 and nine football team, 9-8 and eight at best. Like yeah. I, I don't really have high expectations. A couple weeks ago, uh, going into the bye, I was like, all right, Tampa Bay might be a football team. They got a little healthy in the defensive line with Kalaja Kansi coming back. But after that, I was, what are they going to be? And the other side, Buffalo, I wasn't I wasn't overly impressed with them last night either. Like, they played a fine a fine game. Allen goes over 300, like you mentioned. They get Shakir into the game. Kincaid scores. That was good to see. But, again, it's like a six-point game against Tampa, who's a middling team. And then yeah. you saw two weeks ago the, the, the win against the Giants. They win by five against a below-middling team. And – losses to Jacksonville and New England in between there. It's like I still question really what Buffalo is. Are they past the window to really compete with the the big dogs? Are, are they still considered in the big dogs? I would say personally I would not consider them in the same conversation with the with the Kansas Cities, the Philadelphias, the San Francisco's of the world. If you break it down to the AFC, I think it's a Kansas City tier. Yep. I think it's a Baltimore tier. And then I think it's a really everybody else tier. Yeah. Jacksonville, Miami, Buffalo. Same tier? Uh, 
As of late, Jacksonville put themselves in that see, conversation. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think we're going to see what Jacksonville is this week. And yeah. you know what? We might as well just go ahead and start there. It's not like we got to go down the board in any specific direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's really just me and you. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's, yeah, let's start there. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. This is one of the fascinating games this week. Jacksonville laying two and a half on the road. Nice low total at 41 in the game right here. Jacksonville uh, 3-0 and on the road. Jacksonville, as a matter of fact, has been pretty good on the road under Doug Peterson. I saw, matter of fact, I think I got the number right here. Look at that. 8-5 and ATS, their last 13 road games. On average, they're an underdog in these spots, though. Uh, when you change them and they make them the road favorite, let me see how that shakes out right there. The past two seasons as road favorites, they've only been road favorites twice. They are 2-0 and in those two games, right? They covered both the spreads. So they won both games. And as a matter of fact, they blew the team out both times. So that's where Jacksonville stands with laying two and a half. But this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team, Cody, Pittsburgh point differential is minus 25, and they're four and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to, what to think of, of Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh on the surface because of Tomlin. I like them because of their defense with T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Nick Urbeck bring to the table. I think the back end is fine, but I just don't trust. I have like this. This it's almost like a, a feeling of how I was towards Tua the first couple of years. I just didn't trust it, and now I'm starting to come around on Tua. But I I I have that same feeling for Kenny Pickett. Like I just don't think he can get it done. I don't I don't trust him to go out there and win games that are important of, of this ilk, especially. And then you look up Pittsburgh after the start of the season. If I told you they're four and two, and you just drop down from earth you'd be like wait wait what this is like a two and four three and three football team but because they lost to houston and san francisco in such bad fashion but they've gotten warm over the last couple of weeks they beat baltimore of course going to the bye and they come out and get that you know whatever that win was against the rams but i, I think pittsburgh's in a fine spot here i was thoroughly impressed with jacksonville last week the, i talked about the trip i'm on right now the first leg was in new orleans i went to new orleans last thursday night hung out with my boy Matthew, and we went to we went to the game went down to bourbon street but at the game I was thoroughly impressed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the first like three quarters, two and a half, three quarters, and where they they dominated New Orleans. New Orleans didn't get anything going on offense. Um, they had a couple field goals through three quarters. It was it was really not a close game. I think it was twenty four nine. We hit our legs kicked up, had a couple beers in, and we were just like, "This nice. is not a good football game." The rest of the way, and then all of a sudden the Saints started scoring. So that did worry me. But I think what we've seen from Jacksonville the last couple of weeks has been enough to reconsider them in a tier higher than, than, you know, a tier higher than they were the, the last month, I guess. Coming into the season, they were expected to be the team that was going to take a big jump and they were going to be in the conversation. And then, of course, they get, you know, the Kansas City game, lose 17-19, then they let down against Houston where they just get walked um, at home. So after that, I think it really woke them up when they went overseas, the, the, the Falcons and Bills back-to-back. Back. Yeah, yeah the, the second home, it's almost like they went over there and they were like, hey, Travis, Get on the bus. Hey, hey, Kelvin Ridley, get on the bus. Hey, hey, Christian Kirk, get like, and they just like brought these guys back to America, and all of a sudden they just started to play football because well, like, we didn't see. Calvin didn't Ridley see. hasn't though. Calvin Ridley's been a disappointment. He had the one, yeah, he had the one game when they got back. That was that was that was where the thought came from. But it was like at least you started to see a little bit from the entire team. They didn't yeah. they didn't really get to the passer the first four weeks, and then all of a sudden the last couple of weeks they've gotten after the quarterback. They've got a couple sacks and pressures and. And I think that's a big part. You know, a sleeper thing, this is like trade weekend, right? Trade trade deadlines on like Tuesday or Wednesday, I think, next week. This is a team, five and two sitting here, not being able to really 
cause a lot of havoc in the backfield of quarterbacks. This would be a team that if a Brian Burns is traded, um, if a Montez Sweat or Chase Young is traded, Jacksonville would be a, a disgusting landing spot for one of these guys because they they really need to get something that can get up to the passer. And they got guys like Caleb on Chase on and, and Josh Allen who have been pretty disappointing to this point. So and Trayvon um, Walker. And, and, and you bring up Trayvon Walker. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this would be an interesting spot to bring in a, a defensive lineman because this, this Jaguars team feels like they're like an edge and, you know, maybe Calvin Ridley, you know, waking up to, to get they're, – they're, they're close. But, see, is there close. a wake-up for Ridley, though? Because, see, my thing is this looked like the Ridley for the last season in Atlanta. And the last season in Atlanta, he was horrible. Before he yeah. went out, he was not playing well. This ain't Ridley that was looking like WR1 next to Julio Jones. This is a different Ridley. Week one Ridley, I'm like, okay, he's back. Now yep. I'm like, this, oh, one man, quarter. this guy right here is, yeah, that's right, this one quarter. Now I'm like, yo, why is Kevin, is Christian Kirk better than this guy? I, and that's, see, so like the last, the game last week and he was matched up on Lattimore so much, like, I don't think, you know, people that have, that, I don't. I've never thought of Ridley as like a, a pure alpha. I've never thought of him like an AJ Brown, like a Stephon Diggs. I think he's a very, very good number two. And you saw that in Atlanta, right, when he was with Julio, and he was looked like a world beater. And he was catching all the touchdowns. It maybe it maybe he really just needs like an alpha on the other side. And in this case, Christian Kirk is that guy. And Christian Kirk is a guy that's it's gotten better year after year after year, especially coming over at, from Arizona. So. Maybe it's just that they haven't found that exact role for Calvin Ridley yet. We saw the flashes, though. We saw the week one flash the first quarter. You know, I, I was drafting Calvin Ridley a little bit, and I was like, yeah. I was tooting the horn. I was like, let's go. Like, the first quarter, the guy's got seven targets, goes for a hundo and a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, it's like moot. Like, the next four weeks, it's the same the same total <laughs> targets that he had in week one. And then they, then they found him a couple weeks ago, and then it's just moot again. And he had tough matchups, and he just can't beat the tough matchups. So, if they could, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's more so I think about just designing the offense, advancing it. It takes weeks. Like we're in week going into week eight right now, so it's only his eighth game as a ex Jacksonville Jaguar, seventh game as a Jacksonville Jaguar, and they still got Kirk. They still got Ingram. Uh, Zay Jones is now out for this one, and then Travis Etienne's just been a different dynamic piece. So there's enough talent here that they really don't need Ridley to go for 150 every week. So that's true not to too. say he even can anymore, but yeah, um, they they don't need to depend on him as much and and. They, they called Kirk's number last week, and guess what? He answered the phone. So, Got it done. Uh, Eagles and Commanders, uh, this is number up to seven, total 43 and a half. Uh, the Commanders been pitiful at home this year. That loss to the Bears, got their ass kicked by the Bills, struggled against the Cardinals, had to pull that one out in week one. Um, the Philadelphia, when these two teams met a couple weeks ago, I was on the Commanders because they was on the road. This mm -hmm. week? I'm on the Eagles because I'm looking at the commanders back in that defense and I'm looking at the way AJ Brown's playing right now. And I'm like, Philadelphia is going to light these dudes up. Philadelphia has trouble ahead though. Right. Yeah. Because after they, yeah, they got that schedule, that, that schedule in Philadelphia is about to turn nightmarish. I think they get an easy win this week. AJ Brown, the whole crew, they, they get their thing done, whatever. I'm not sure what hurts is right now right i would be concerned about the eight turnovers now nobody's talking about it because he's not Dak prescott but jalen Hurts has turned the ball over a lot this year Devontae smith's not getting involved and now you know and then on the washington side Jahan dotson we can cut him right 
I mean, literally, he hasn't done anything. I mean, really, really, neither has um, Terry McLaurin to the to the fullest extent. Like Curtis Samuel, I forgot the tweet. I think it's um, this year. I think top fifteen finishes. Curtis Samuel has two. McLaurin has one, and Jahan Dotson has zero. So um, the matchup has just been in favor of Curtis Samuel, and and really the. I think what it is is the pressure getting after Sam Howell and him not getting rid of the football. Forty sacks. That's ridiculous. That's, That's crazy. Son. I was listening to somebody. I think it was. I think it was uh, Lombardi. He was like, "This is. Uh, he's on pace to break David Carr's, not Derek Carr, David Carr's David, inaugural season in Houston. Yeah. The, the original. Remember that. Remember that year. Like, I mean, I was. Li- I was young, but that was they like beat the Cowboys in Week One that year. I remember it well. <laughs> I I remember. I remember just like. Watching him get beat up and everyone just saying, wow, they're really going to wreck this guy's entire career. Just having him sit down here and just get wrecked week after week after week. And like Sam Howell's getting his opportunity. And now all of a sudden you got like Ron Rivera being like, well, I guess he's our quarterback for now. And it's like, dog, you got to like, you know, maybe get this guy protected a little bit. And then then you'll get a chance to see really what he is. And they just. You got, I thought you got I both thought of these dudes like don't know what they're doing. Being I in Rivera. Was, yeah. That isn't that weird. He's trying to make it. I don't want to say he's, he's trying to running make the like Kansas a, City offense yeah. for Sam Howell. He doesn't have an offensive line to run that offense. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And you're just sitting back there, letting him get beat up, and then look at him crazy. And then Rivera, I think Rivera's a team dad. Like I don't even think he's a head coach. I think he's like a team dad. You know, the, when they was getting beat up by the Bears at halftime, the lady asked him, "What'd you tell the team?" He said, "I let them talk to each other." I was like, I'm out. He just, he, just, <laughs> he, he just brings the Kool-Aid. He just brings the Kool-Aid and the oranges. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, guys, here's a snack. I'm just yeah. here. You know, I'll I'll, I'll I'll fund the snack bin. And then he Yeah, leaves. somebody he's call just, me if you need me. You know what I'm saying? Because um, things are getting reckless there. Uh, Baltimore, nice performance last week. We saw Hero Ball Lamar go crazy with four touchdowns. This weekend, they go on the road, face Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals have been fighting every game. But in the fourth quarter, they tend to give it up. Baltimore laying nine and a half in this one. The total is 44 and a half. Baltimore has a bad habit of playing to the level of their competition. What do you make of this Kyler Murray thing? They took him off the injury report. He's still it's on pup. so but interesting. Do you think that there's a backdoor chance? Do you think there's do you think they backdoor us on like on like Saturday night and activate him? So I'm thinking, why else would you take him off the injury report? But then the thing with him is it's a tough if, matchup, dude. If he gets injured. Then yeah. he's yours. Then you can't move on. You know, well, not you can still, but if he gets injured, then he's in your facility. He's rehabbing, and then when the season comes and you're one in fifteen, then you're like, okay, now you got to make this tough decision and pay this guy. So I wouldn't play him, but if he's healthy, you kind of have to. The, the, so this is my question: is because like if you look at this, they're one in six right now, and let's say they activate him and they play him. In their mind of mind, they have to think, well, we've been in these games. Maybe we can, you know, get one, rip one against Baltimore. And then we just, you know, we, we catch Cleveland in a weird spot with no Deshaun and PJ Walker and this weird thing. Catch him with a win. All of a sudden, you're three and six and you start cooking up and maybe you can get the nine wins. Is that maybe what they're thinking? Because, like, otherwise, if you sit on your hands with Kyler Murray, you're going to lose to Baltimore. You're going to lose to Cleveland. You're sitting at one and eight. And at that point, you're one and eight. You're, you're, you're not, gonna, yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not going to activate him. So it's yeah. like, we're kind of I, in a weird. I, I'm scared we're so, going to get backdoored on like Saturday night or Sunday morning. That'd be crazy as hell. That'd be wild as hell. Uh, a couple right here in the chat. Josh Palmer, Tank Dell, Chuba was going to do Palmer, but the injury has me worried. This is a 14 team league. What are we yeah, doing? Um, 
I would ride Chuba to be honest with you. Like Dell's coming off injury. I think Dell's gonna be fine. Palmer, Palmer's fine. I I just want to. I'll lean into Chuba. I think they're gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be like a sixty forty. I think in favor of Chuba in this Carolina. Not that I love the Carolina backfield by any means, but that's where I would lean. Touches. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to say South. Yes, thanks for putting that there. He needs to drop one. Ridley, Flowers, Wilson, Devonta Smith, Rasheed Rice, or Hollywood Brown. And I was going to say, is this a ten-team league? No, it's an eight-team league. My first okay. word of advice okay. would be: my first word of advice would be to get two more friends. That's the that's the first thing that you can do. If you can get four, that's better. But if you can at least get two, so you don't have these problems, I, I yeah. can't really tell you what to do with this right here. I mean, I. That you can't. I mean, you can't drop half those dudes just on name value and and and. Uh, you probably you probably like you probably cut rice, but like rice is the one that I think has the most has the most play. potential to grow. He has the most potential yeah. to grow the next couple of weeks. So, and then Hollywood. If Hollywood gets Kyler back, that's a different question too. Devonta has been the most disappointing here. Garrett Wilson. I guess Garrett Wilson's the most middling. Um, yeah, and with Wilson, at least you're a little bit more optimistic. Like, you know yeah. the talent. The quarterback is playing better. He's going the to targets. get a ton of targets. You know what I'm saying? Flowers, you can't. Flowers is in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was going to drop one for Kai Williams or Kyle. Why are you picking up Kyle Murray, though? Yeah, you're not, you know you're not picking up yeah. Kyler, dog. He, yeah. It's 18 league. I guarantee his quarterbacks are not P.J. Walker. And yeah, Taylor exactly. <laughs> He's probably fine uh, at quarterback. Another, apparently, somebody, apparently one of his league mates is in the chat as well because another 18 league. Uh, two eight man, two PPR, PPR, two flex. Burrow, Eckler, Pollard, Chase, Waddle, Hawk. The, the whole team is good. Bench, Fields, Kurt, Rice. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Eight man PPR. Should I trade Hawk and Flowers for Puka and Laporta? I would. I sure. Give me Puka and Laporta. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Why not? It's <laughs> better than Kincaid. Um, yeah. and then uh, and then what? True, but how about Ky Will? That's that's um, Kyron Williams. Kyron, Williams. yeah, he's injured. Yeah. yeah. Why are you pick in an eighteen league? Why are you carrying a hurt player? Yeah, you roster is at a premium. Yeah, you gotta put it. You gotta put him on IR if you can get. If you can put him on yeah. IR, you can you can drop, add, and then add again. Yeah, yeah but. Unless your running backs are completely depleted, then yeah. I would just stick with what you got. Right? And for the future questions, let's keep it to a 10-man league uh, limit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Rams and Cowboys, Cowboys laying six on the road in this one right – I mean, at home in this one right here. Rams coming off that parlay crushing loss for me last week. Cowboys and bounce – Cowboys at home the past under Mike McCarthy have been legit cover spreads, no problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the Cowboys should make easy way of the Rams on this one right here. As far as Dallas goes, concentrated, Tony Pollard, you know what I'm saying, C.D. Lamb, you know what I mean. And on the Rams side, you still got Puka and, and Cooper, and both of them should be in lineups. Yeah, I think, I mean, Mark, Mark McCarthy's 11-5 and five as a head coach off of the bye week. They're coming off of a bye against the Rams. Um Rest, recovery, that's what he meant, kind of mentioned as his big big keys. I think that's everybody keys in on on bye weeks. But I think Dallas is in a spot now where hopefully they're not in look, look-ahead mode. Hopefully they didn't just say, 
hey, guys, we're coming off by the Rams aren't good. We need to look at that that Eagles game week nine. I don't think they're doing that, but I also think, like, I know NFL teams definitely are looking down the line as far as just, like, the entirety of the season. They know how important that Eagles game is, and I don't think this Rams team is one to take light. Um, I think, you know, what they bring to the table with, with Cup and Puka Nakua is something that very few teams even have the capabilities to do. McVay's a great play caller. I think they should have won that game against Pittsburgh. I think this is a, a, a fine football team. They played the Eagles to a nine-point loss just a couple weeks ago. So what did you see the line was in this one? Dallas is a six-point favorite. I don't love that, to be honest with you. I don't love that. Matthew Stafford turned the ball over, and then and, and Matthew Stafford would turn the ball over, give Dallas a short field a couple times, and that would be it. All right. I'm, I'm, I've kind of seen this play out like this a couple times already. But I, I Dak Prescott is very capable of doing the same thing. <laughs> I just have a little, a little bit too much belief. I guess I have a little bit too much probably belief in this Rams team. The Rams are middling, and I, I could be I, optimistic, overly I, optimistic on Dallas. I'm, I'm biased. I think it'll be a good game. I think it's a, it's a. I mean, it's been going back and forth now. Cup and Puka, like if they can get both of these guys in the game, I think it'll be an interesting one. They'll have a hard time, but on that, you know, hey, listen, they're gonna have to run the football too. We'll see how that goes, but I think it's interesting. Uh, Vikings and Packers. Oh, uh, what, what are the Vikings doing? Are the Vikings going to try to be the seventh seed in the playoffs, or the Vikings going for Caleb Williams? They well, this is the thing. So I, t- I talked about this on one of my shows on on Monday, my top ten thoughts show, and that's Tennessee, that's Minnesota, and that's Arizona. We talked about Arizona already, but these three teams are ones that um, I think over the course of the last month have been in conversations to be like, oh, these are going to be top ten teams. Like Arizona's probably going to get the you know top three pick. Minnesota. Could be vying for that before they ripped out these last two wins. And then Tennessee yeah. seems like they're in, in seller's mode. But when you think about it and you take a step back and you go, all right, Mike Vrabel, is he going to be in seller's mode the whole season? He's just going to forfeit? No. no. This team's going to try and try and try. I don't think you're going to see – must my feel right now. I don't think you're going to see Derrick Henry or DeAndre Hopkins moved. I think the Bayard thing was a, a different deal. But I think on the offensive side of the football, I think they're going to try and give Will Levis and Malik Willis all the ammo on offense to – See what they have. They, yeah, they need no to doubt. know. This is like the number one thing in Tennessee right now is they need to know if one of these two guys can do it. Malik doesn't look like he can. He doesn't look like he has the pocket presence at the skirt in time. We'll see what Levis has this weekend. But they need Hopkins. They need Burks. They need Chig. They need Henry. They need all these cats uh, in this in this offense. And and the also thing was with Henry is like Spears. Spears is there, so he he's had the knee injuries that you can't you can't just give him the whole workload. Minnesota next to that. It's a team last year that was undefeated in, in one-score games. This year they've struggled in those one-score games against good teams. The Eagles are good. The Bucks have been solid. The Chargers are what the Chargers are. They lose to the Chiefs by seven as well. I think the Vikings are interesting. If they can win this game against the Packers in Green Bay, back in it. it puts it exactly it puts them at four and four, and the schedule is not hard. It's you know, it's Atlanta, it's New Orleans, it's Denver, it's Chicago. You could hypothetically see them get hot and go eight and four into that bye week in week 13, and it's not hard down the stretch, and they get Detroit twice. So I could see them potentially getting hot. Do I trust it as a as a you know as a Minnesota Viking fan and lived there for years and went to over way too many games? Like, do I trust that? No. But does it look like from a from a from a thousand foot view that this is possible with how the defensive line looked yesterday, or sorry, on Monday, how the offensive line looked, giving up no sacks with a free agent Dalton Reisner coming in and, and how Kirk looked in primetime and with no Justin Jefferson, Jefferson comes back in a week or two. Like Yes, I think there's a world. I think there's a world where this team does does do that. So um, I, I think Green Bay's in a world of hurt right now with how Jordan Love looks. So I would I would roll Vikings here in this one. 
Addison's the real deal as well. You know what I'm saying? And I and I agree with you on this one right here. This is a, this is a Minnesota Vikings spot. Scary because every time I put something on the Minnesota Vikings, I'm like, you better not do it. And they do figure out a way to do it. Now Atlanta's been terrible on the road for the most part, but I did think they would get a road victory last week, and they were able to go out there and get that done. This week, back to back road games, they got to go. Look at that to Tennessee. Tennessee's been decent at home this year. Nice low total, 35 and a half. Atlanta leaning on the road at two and a half. That critical short road favorite. Um, Arthur Smith, disaster. You know, some people, you know, like, don't spite your nose to cut off the face. Don't be like, I'm going to show these fantasy owners and then lose your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a he's a jackass. <laughs> Hey, he's going to be in for a while. I think he's going to be in for something this weekend. I, I don't know. I think, obviously, you know, I agree. shortchanging all the fantasy owners on Bijan was something that was unforeseen. It was actually funny. There was this, this one chick that's on Twitter that was, like, at the game, and she, like, took a pregame video with Bijan, and then he goes out and, like, has one touch. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's wild, she's like oh, he's going to go for two tugs, and he got one touch. I was like, nice. Yeah. Um, but I think that this one's going to be interesting. He, Atlanta is one that I'm not quite sure what they are. They, they're not top half in pressures right now in the NFL. Um, they haven't really – I don't think they have a real uh, a, a big win. They beat Carolina, Green Bay, Houston, and Tampa. Houston was a good game, but, like, I, I don't think that's a big win by any means. They've lost, lost to the, the Commanders. Lost to the Commanders. They've lost to both Jacksonville, Detroit, the two toughest games. They got kind of waxed in both those games. I think Tennessee is one that you, they're going to they're, – you better pack a lunch every time you play Tennessee regardless – of kind of what your expectation is. They've blown teams out. They've gotten blown out this year. They're coming off two one-score games against the Colts and Ravens coming out of a bye week, coming out of a bye week, off yep. of two big losses. Like, I think Vrabel's going to have this team ready to cook. I think Big Dog is going to be ready. Henry's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to run the football. They're going to run the football a ton in this one. I think it's only going to allow, you know, hopefully Burks and Hopkins can stay on the field together in this one, um, and we can see what Will Levis is. I think that the – uh, rumor that came out earlier this week about Levis playing this game or starting this game was leaked on accident. I don't know. It was weird to see Vrabel kind of run back and go, yeah, but, you know, we're probably going to have some opportunities for Will, uh, for Malik to get in, and we'll see what happens with Ryan Tannehill's ankle. And it was just kind of like a weird kind of kind of pullback, no kind of yeah. gave away their, their game script for this one. But I would expect, and if I was in the Tennessee office, I would be like, yo, guys, we got to get a whole game out of Will Levis. We got to let him either nuke this thing, go Nathan Peterman, or we got to see if he has any opportunity of upside. And this is like the perfect game to do that in. Atlanta's not top 15 in, in pressures or in anything on the defensive side of the football that would allow this to be ruined by a, a, a underperforming offensive line, which is what Tennessee has right now. So give him all the opportunities in the world. Get the football out to Hopkins, to Burks, to your guys underneath Chig and Spears and run the football with with Henry. I think, I think Tennessee wins this foot, football game by – I, I don't know eight nine ten. Oh, interesting right there. That's a good. That's a good call right there. Um, you get that at plus money too. Um, are we putting uh Drake London and Kyle Pitts in lineups this week? I, I trust. I think I trust. Pitt, I think I trust Pitts more than London this week. All right. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, think, this is I, this is like a every week. I hate doing this, but I think everybody yeah. does too. Yeah. Trust me, it doesn't make Sunday mornings easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Saints and Colts. I really don't care anything about this game. Michael yeah. Pittman continues to get it done, though. Jonathan Taylor is warming up, and then uh, and but even but the Colts have not been played that well at home. And then you got the Saints, who I don't even I don't know what the Saints are. I know the Saints. I know what they say. I know they're gonna throw the ball to Alvin Kamara fifty times. 
That's what Bud's. That's Bud's. That's about what they are. The Colts have given up 38 points uh, on average the last two games against Jacksonville and Cleveland. They lost to Jacksonville 37-20, and the Saints last week gave up. I think it was 24 to nine before they woke up in that one. So um, this should be. I mean, it's a battle of teams that lost to Jacksonville the last two weeks. I think um, it, it really hinges on what the running game looks like for Indianapolis. And I think that they're going to try and get that thing going early with Jonathan Taylor. I think this might be the time where he kind of gets that gets that leg forward. And, and I don't, I don't want to say breaks out because he's already broken out in the NFL, but like breaks into the 2023 season. The opportunity is there. And, of course, you bring up Alvin Kamara. Dude missed uh, week one, two, and three. He's running back 16 on the season. He's running back three since he came <laughs> That's back. That's crazy. He's got, I think the number is 35, 35 receptions, which is nine more than Josh Jacobs, who's second. Again, missing three games. He's first in the NFL in receptions at the running back position. Kamara is just like unbelievable. Top, he's been top nine running back in fantasy usage football each of the last four weeks. Yeah, his usage it's, is it's, unbelievable. And but, not only but, he's getting a volume, but he's efficient too. He's efficient, it's not like he's catching 11 passes for 13 yards. You know what I'm saying? It's weird though because like we were sitting there at the game last week and, and my boy Maddie's sitting there and he goes – you know what, Kamara is literally like the Kelsey of this offense. Like he doesn't have like routes built into what he's doing. He just like goes out there and finds a spot in Carr. If Carr doesn't go somewhere else, he just dumps it to wherever Kamara's at. You know, Kelsey doesn't run actual routes most of the time. It's it's literally just a feel thing almost. It feels like for Kamara. So uh, you're going to continue to get that output from Kamara. So great great find by Sean Payton. You know what I'm saying? He went down there. Nobody was really in on him. You know what I'm saying? And he went out there by himself. And he told those people, I want to see the running back. You know what I'm saying? And it ended up working out. You know what I'm saying? They did a good job with that one right there. It's been a solid player for them. He's going to need some help in Denver <laughs> to turn that thing around. Right. All Patriots and Dolphins. I, I think Tyreek is out this week. I, I just, I, you can go ahead. You can take this one. I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't. We're gonna get a Jalen Waddle week finally. Uh, it said Ty, it said Tyreek. It said he returned to practice yesterday. Is oh, he, he did. Is, did, okay. they did they officially rule him I, out? I must. That, that that's probably on me. I know. I know. I know. He had missed a couple practices, so he got in there yesterday. Yeah, he was limited yesterday. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look it up. How does he days. do versus Bill Belichick though? He, so they played. What was the stat line a couple weeks ago? Wasn't it like five for forty-one or something like this? Yeah. I have to look it up. I, I think um, offhand, I think it was like five for 41. Five for 40 in a touchdown. He scored a touchdown, and Waddle had four for 86 and six targets in that game. So, I mean, like that's going to be their focal point, but you also saw Mostert in that game a couple weeks ago with with uh, really no A-chain. Uh, have two touchdowns and very efficient average, almost seven yards per carry. Do they? What, is, what does Bill Belichick do, though? That's the thing is if, if Tyreek does play and say he's actually banged up, but they're selling it as I'm healthy, he's going to go out there and be kind of a decoy, and they're going to try and take away Tyreek, which is – usually an impossible thing to do does he focus on that or does he try to focus on the run game and then i would focus on the run game you'd focus on the run game and then and then make them make them be a make it make it be a chess move because uh, uh yeah that makes sense right I think. yeah I, yeah i think happen. i mean new england new england just weird you know it's it's halloween this week and what do they always say up in new england he goes when, it, when we hit halloween we got to be playing our best football and uh they they just happened to have a big upset last week against the buffalo bills so I don't really know. I don't really believe anything's going to come out of this New England situation just based on the last month of football that we've seen from them. But, you know, they did it against Buffalo. If they could do it against Miami in some fashion, we're down. they're down there in, in, in Miami this weekend. Then they have Washington, Indianapolis, the next two. I've seen I've seen worse things happen. Like, remember the Detroit Lions were 1-6 last year going into the bye. So yep, I've it, seen, it can I've definitely seen. turn it around. So, you know, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, you know, 
like I saw a headline the other day, like two weeks ago, we was setting up the parade route in San Francisco. Yep. And now, and now this week, Sam Donald's their quarterback. So there you go. Life comes at you fast. Uh, Jets and Giants, life has come after both of these franchises very fast Oof. the past decade. Uh, Jets laying three in their building, but they're the road team. Um, the Giants, you know, the Giants have been playing good. Not good. The Giants have been decent better. defensively and yeah. better with Tyrod Taylor as well. I would take the three with the Giants, but I have very low expectations for any statistical output of anybody in this game outside of Brees. Yep, I like Brees. I like Waller. Um, uh, with with Tyrod playing, I like Waller. I, I do agree with you. Jets are do, Jets are coming off of a bye. They did have two wins against Denver and, and Philly coming in before that. So that's a, that's a big win. That's a big win against the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, before that bye. A lot of people forget about it just because they, they obviously didn't play last week. But um, basically a neutral field here. Um, I like the Giants in this one. Um, I think Saquon's healthy, obviously. I think Waller's going to continue to get targeted here with Tyrod Taylor, which is finally, finally, only took like you know a quarter of the season to finally get Waller to start cooking. And the defense is playing a lot better. They've only given up 21 points total the last two weeks against the Bills and Commanders. I think it's going to be another low-scoring one, um, 23 and 21 the last two weeks. You don't, do, you have, do you have the total offhand in this one? 36 and a half, son. I don't trust either of these teams to score three touchdowns. Like, yeah. Which one of these nah, guys is going to score three touchdowns? I don't think either of them is. No, I, I agree. I, this is not, you know, like I said, it's, this is a field goal game. I think it's going to come down to a kick. Uh, we talked Jacksonville and Pittsburgh already. Uh, Houston and Carolina. This is an upset special. Carolina wins this outright. Oh, really? Point favorite. Carolina wins this outright. Carolina gets their first win of the year coming off the bye at home. Whoa. Okay. Okay. You, so I'm you're not a big you're, listen. I, I I'm not a big Frank Wright guy after the start. You know, I I, I touted his, I touted Wright until and in the preseason when I saw that he was going to get Bryce Young killed, I was like, I'm getting off of this guy. But yeah. now it seems like, you know, he's already in hot water. You know, they're not he's not calling the plays yeah. no more already. Yep. They, I mean, they, I mean. You can so he, uh, this is so tough. This is so tantalizingly tough because Houston looks fine. Houston looks good, and I think there's an opportunity for Houston to kind of get on a little run here too. Carolina's given up 42 each of the last two games against Detroit and Miami. Both of those on the road, obviously. Um, this is a home game. The last home game they had was against the Vikings. That was a one-score game. They they lost by eight. Uh, I think you're a week early. I think you're a week early. I'm going to go against you here. I think you're a week early. I think they're going to get the win next week against the against the Colts. All right, listen, like this is this early. is this is like the Stroud thing. Stroud, I think, is going to have a little bit on him. Tank Dell's coming back. I think Stroud's going to have a little bit yeah. too much gasoline where he's going to go, dog. You know, I should be the one playing in Carolina right now. And I think Frank Reich's going to be sitting there side and he's going to be like pointing at Frank. And he's not going to do this, but like pointing at Frank across the field, like, hey. You messed up. You messed up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pointing up to the box, maybe to, to Tepper. Yeah, say, hey, Tepper. Tepper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what you get. You want that short quarterback. Now you got him. Uh, Browns and Seahawks could be one of the games of the week. I do not like Cleveland on the road. Though they should have lost last week. And then now you got back a back-to-back road spot going up against the 12th man in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I would actually lay the three and a half with the Seahawks. I think, I think the Seahawks jump on them here. 
I love Seattle. Um, I love Ken Walker. Jackson Smith and Jigba starting to get pressed into this offense yeah. after they came off of their bye just a couple weeks ago. We saw that one coming six miles away. If, if people hated and faded, I saw people drop him. I saw people trade him, and they were just all out on Jackson Smith and Jigba this season. And I was like, dude, you got to just hold the line because this offense is going to be A-OK just fine. With you know, Gino, Gino hasn't looked that good this year, though. And no, that's, he that, that's compared to last season, he hasn't. No, no, not at all. He has not. And but again, like I think I had a, a tweet. I tweeted this out. It take me too long to find it. But I tweeted out as like the first five games last year, he was at seventy-two percent. His his touchdown to interception completion was like two and a half to one. And then the last twelve games, he was he dropped way down. And this year, he's like middling. He's like just a touch ahead of how bad he was at the end of last year. But I think he's fine. There's so much talent around him. I think it's only going to continue. Yeah. With this offense, I do love the matchup for Seattle in this one. Like you mentioned, two four, two four, two four and two football teams going against each other. Um, I love the Cleveland defensive line; they've been underrated all year. As weird as that sounds, because they've been really good. Uh, I like Ken Walker in this one. I'm just going to continue to ride JSN. Um, we'll see what happens with with Lockett and Metcalf as far as health goes. Another interesting sleeper, sleeper deep one is Charbonnet's banged up right now, and I think Ken Walker is also dealing with a little bit of injury. And if you rewind the clock. Two months. Two months. You roll in the clock. You can find some articles talking about the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and how much they love Kenny McIntosh with Zach Charbonnet and Ken Walker out. And Kenny McIntosh was just activated this week. So Kenny McIntosh should see some game this week. So if you're in those deep leagues, I talked about it on my page, my page, my page. I don't know who that is. I just uh, froze up right there. If that was me or Cody, oh, it looks like that was Cody that froze up right there. So if we can get him back. We'll effort to get him back in there. You can let me know uh, on that one, Ernie. And then, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm with him. I like the Seahawks in this spot right here. And I like those same players that he was talking about as well. Obviously, there you go. You got you got it back in there. DK Metcalf doing his thing, but JSN is, is the guy. You want any, any last thoughts on Browns and Seahawks? No, that's it. That's all I had. I, I know all I right. cut out there. I literally banged cords and saw it come undone. But yeah, I was just talking about Kenny McIntosh coming back this week in, in some of those deep, deep, deep leagues and dynasty, especially, and in uh, some of your. I, I would venture just watch and see what happens with these injuries going into the weekend because I could see McIntosh getting a little bit of a roll. But on the Cleveland side, it looks like Jerome Ford's back this week, so he should be healthy and ready to go as well. All right. Um, Chiefs and Broncos, it's just like the Travis Kelsey thing, and they 17 times in a row. If you got something to add, go for it. I'm You already know what this is. This is going to be – I mean, this is going to be what it should have been two weeks ago. We should have saw a dusting, and Denver, Denver somehow hung on on that night game. I think this is going to be it. This is going to be your your 38-7, yeah. your 45-3, 45-6 game where everyone goes, yeah, last week we thought that we put Kansas City in Tier 1, and now we are stamping it shut. Number one seed, lock it down in Kansas City. Pacheco's going to run wild. I think this is going to be a great game for the Chiefs. Bengals and 49ers, probably the game of the week. Levi Stadium. Looks like we're going to get some Sam Darnold action. Niners undefeated at home so far this year, laying four at home. The Bengals come in, coming off a bye, three and three on the season. Pittsburgh keeps winning. The Bengals get themselves in a tougher and tougher spot. So they already know or getting or be or should know what the Steelers uh, situation is. This is this is the game that the past couple years that the Bengals would find a way to win. Yep. I don't know. I don't if know. It's the same Bengals this year. I don't know if the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the Bengals making the playoffs. I've been on this bit for for a month now. Um, I, I 
this is a t- you you're asking them. You mentioned it. This is a game that usually would they would come through and win. This isn't the same Bengals team that we saw a couple years ago. I know they've added some pieces, so it's weird. They're three and three. You're also going against a San Francisco team that just lost two games after riding the highest of highs. Yeah. Um, borderline legendary looking the first month of the season. It's a tough spot, man. This is this is incredibly tough for Cincinnati to come off of a bye and go into San Francisco. They got Buffalo then next week at home on I think it's Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. And I, every bone in my body wants to say Cincinnati's going to continue to push this line against Sam Darnold this week, but I got to I got to ride with San Francisco. I think San Francisco's going to get San Francisco's going to get right. This team is too good overall. They got embarrassed on Monday night against the Vikings. I didn't, as much as it wasn't an embarrassing look on Monday Night Football, they took it as an embarrassing look. The defensive line didn't do anything. They couldn't get after the quarterback. And what Jordan Addison did to them, I think they're going to try and make a statement and not allow that to happen against Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati offense. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Trey Henderson really going to have to bring it if they plan on having a good one. On my random Katrinian Edge Optimizer, that QR code on the screen right there will take you to said optimizer. You can go on ahead over there and sign up for it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Isaiah Pacheco, Brees Hall, Jamar Chase, Zay Flowers, Marquise Brown, Trey McVide, McBride, excuse me, Terry McLaurin, and the Atlanta Falcons defense. Mm. I like that. I don't like having two Cardinals on there, but I do like it. Yeah, I would I would try to limit my Cardinals as well. Isaiah, excuse me, Jalen Hurts, Isaiah Pacheco, Brees Hall, Nico Collins, Drake London, Alan Lazard. I'm not playing him. Travis no. Kelsey, Dalton Schultz, Seattle Seahawks defense. Double tight ends. I like that. I, I like I like it except for Lazard and the double tight end part. Yeah. And that's really kind of everything else. It's kind of a mixture of that right there. But as you get ready for your weekends, sportstopia.io, you go over there, get Cody Rankins, get the rankings and all of that stuff. There's a QR code for that optimizer. You hit that. That'll help you make your DraftKings and FanDuel lineups on Sunday. Cody has Austin to get to. I probably got some running around town to do myself. So for Cody, it's Corey. Sportstopia, dramatic theme music is right next. <laughs> 